is Ashley Shannon, and I'm here with my co-host, Carrie McAvoy, and you're listening to the Girl Get Your Shit Together podcast, where we talk about picking up the pieces when shit falls apart. Today, we're going to talk about dating etiquette, um, and I guess just not putting up with stupid shit from stupid people. <laughs> Goodness, said it better, Ashley. <laughs> I mean, dating etiquette is a smaller title, so like that'll fit on the video, you know, <laughs> graphic, but um, honestly, it just really is not putting up with stupid shit (laughs) yeah well you know why do we do that what happens do you think that makes us put up with stuff before like when i was putting up with a lot of it it was a mixture of insecurity and fear which is this is like um i feel like i say this a lot (laughs) like i was really afraid of being alone and really insecure that i was never gonna find anything better than the current person i was with Um, And that goes for like every person. So like, you know, when I was with um, the guy, I threw his brick uh, brick through his window. Um, You know, I never thought I was gonna find anything better than that one. But then there was another one. And then there was another one. And yeah. And so I feel like that kind of makes you um, settle, I guess, when you're scared of being alone, right? Right, right. But I see mine used to be that but it's changing. So mine probably was the same as I didn't want to be alone. So I was willing. And I have to admit that I saw a lot of tolerant behavior from the women in my life when I was growing up, honestly. Oh. And I, when I think back to the, the men in the world, and, and Grant, I'm, I'm talking now traditional uh, sexual relationships, because, and, and I, but I think it applies to whatever combination of relationships we find ourselves in. But the people in my world who are heterosexual tended to put up with a lot of really bad shit from, from men. So they put up with um, le- less than honesty, uh, n- not really good accountability, um, just all sorts of like uh, even you know extreme ridiculous acting out. They put up with all of this. It's like, well, that's what guys do. But really, I mean, and then there was another thing that we grew up with too: is that people don't don't divorce. So that meant like once you're in a relationship, you were stuck with the relationship, and you just had to make do with it. So you know, for me, that was the mindset I approached life. Which yeah, there's that adage of boys will be boys, right. which is I have a feeling I'm gonna say this a lot today, but it's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna right. use that word a lot today. Right. But um, no, yeah. I, so I was just talking to somebody about this recently about um, you know, now I live in very very small town Iowa, and um, you see all of these people who are cheating on their significant others. You know, usually late thirties, early forties, they've been married for a while. And the person I was talking to was like, I just don't get it. Like, why? I was like, cause you're told you're supposed to be married by the time you're 21. You're supposed to be popping out kids by like 23. You don't know who you are at that point. You don't know who this person is. You're basically just getting married because you're supposed to get married. Right. Right. And then you grow up and you're like, I don't like this person. Like, why am I? And you start sleeping with somebody else, right? right. Or you're like, we don't have any comment. Why is that we don't? Well, because you weren't fully an adult when you guys met. That's why you don't have a lot of comment. And yeah. the other, the other thing I think happens to it is that we end up really, um, we seem to think that once we get a relationship, that the hard part is done. Yes. That there's not work that has to be done in a relationship to maintain a relationship. But relationships to me are like a river. If you're not actively working against the current, you're going to be trailing down the down the line and end up somewhere else if you're not careful. It takes work to keep things good. 
And most of the time we get kind of complacent saying, well, I did the hard work. We'll let it go now. And it doesn't just mean women letting their weight go. We let everything go. We don't make each other a priority. Not the way if we approached each other, the way we did when we first met, I think we'd be a lot better place, but we don't tend to do that. Yeah. Like there's a reason that the really cliche things like uh, the chase shouldn't stop when you, you know, when you catch her or all those things, or you should be treating her like when you were dating after you get married, there's a reason people say those things. And it's because, you know, that's how you keep the spark alive, I guess, right, or right. whatever. My so, problem is that I don't know what healthiness looks like these days. So <laughs> it's not that I am afraid to be alone because after a year of being on my own, totally alone, I'm not afraid. It's been a very, have I liked this past year? Yeah, no, it's not been the greatest thing in the entire world. But I have to say, I have discovered that being by myself isn't the worst thing. It's actually quite fine. I'm quite good with myself. I, I, don't, I can entertain myself quite well, actually. So now my new problem is I don't know what it looks like to really be in love in a healthy way. And I've, this is the error I've made. I heard this somewhere else and I really love it. Excitement and anxiety the body registers it the same. So you can be anxious with somebody and think that you're excited. It's the interpretation you give to the feeling. So I've met people who've stirred me up and made me feel really like charged. And I thought that was excitement and really was probably, it was a warning that things weren't going to be very good. So now when I meet healthier people, I feel like, eh, you know, who cares? That's oh, okay. Because then I don't, what do I do with that? Does that mean it's a go or is it a no-go? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> people. Yeah. Okay. So people, by people, I mean, people I've dated used to tell me that I was like addicted to drama, mm. but not so much drama, but it is like that anxious feeling that you misinterpret for excitement and like, Ooh, those, that, that spark or whatever. And um, <laughs> it was funny because you told me that, I think, earlier this week. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that explains so much. Like, when I felt like I was, like, maybe dating someone a little out of my league, it wasn't that I was like, oh, my God, there's all this chemistry and there's this spark. It was like, no, I was nervous as hell and anxious around them. And that's probably not a good thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I was thinking about the last one. Remember the one I referred to that I blew up? It was he. Yeah. So it was so magnetic between him and I. And now I'm wondering if I was really actually feeling that scared. And I was thinking it was, you know, attraction. I mean, how pathetic is that? that maybe, it's the same. Yeah, you know, go maybe ahead. it really wasn't a good thing. Maybe it would have been a disa another disastrous. I'm not saying anything about the guy because I don't know him, but I'm just saying my own, my own radar. Maybe my radar is off. And what I've thought was good, I'm actually registering as a problem. And I've interpreted it as good. <laughs> right. So you don't get that whole like mm -hmm. charged feeling. Right. Um, and that's, <laughs> so I was editing um, one of the podcasts that we were talking and one of these earlier ones. And we were talking about like how I feel like I know, like, I feel like I know that I'm going to be interested in that person very quickly in the beginning. And now I'm like, re-going over that and I'm like do I really know or is it like I'm anxious yeah because I don't have the best picker yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Let's be me, honest. Me because I, every relationship I've gotten into, and I've been on really long-term ones, so this is actually, I mean, to me, I guess I feel kind of a little sad saying this, is that, is, and I, I dearly loved Brad, my first husband, but there, we had our issues. And, but every relationship I've had, and this is super sad, I felt like they didn't fully accept me as I was. Mm-hmm. I felt like I mildly disappointed them all the time. And I lived mm-hmm. with feeling like a mild disappointment chronically. I don't want to do that again. Living by myself, I don't feel disappointed with me. Really? No, I'm fine with me. No, do I wish my weight was different? Did I wish I handled food differently two days ago? Sure, I do. But as a person, as Mm -hmm. me with my interests and how I'm handling things and what I'm doing and don't get done and do get done and no, I'm fine with me. Yeah, I don't always make the best decisions, but I'm okay. I like me. That's the point I'm saying. I like me. No, yeah. I, I okay, so I like, feel the same way. Yeah, but I felt like they were, they wish I was a little different. Like I was a slightly square peg and they wish I was a little rounder in a few areas so that I fit better into their lifestyle. And, <laughs> and, and, and seriously, I mean, Brad wished I was a little bit better and easier with his friends and I wanted to hang out and had drinks more, be, you know, and I just didn't, it wasn't me. He was an, more of an extrovert. I wasn't as an infer. I was always the first that wanted to leave. He was always disappointed we left as early as we did. I mean, there was always this tension, you know, and I don't want, if I, if I get into another relationship in the future, and, and I do hope that I do, but I don't want that tension again. Yeah. So you, what you're describing is kind of how I used to feel, not so much now, but I used to feel when I lived with my mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> because my mom is like OCD and perfectionist and our house had to always look like nobody lived there. Yeah. And, um, but, and I, that's one of the reasons I've always told her, we don't live well together. We should not live together for an extended period of time. And when I moved out this last time, boy, were we getting real close to that line. But, um, I live by myself and, and you're right. I am very happy by myself. Um, do I wish that I made better choices sometimes? Yeah, I wish I went to bed earlier and worked more and blah, 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 blah. I do that enough to myself. I don't need anybody else to make me feel right. that way. And I have felt that way in like every relationship and even like ones that aren't like relationships because I feel that way in my, I don't know, casual dating life now you know, that, you know, maybe I'm slightly more invested or something. And it's just, it's like disappointing. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't like that feeling Mm because I'm pretty like, if, if somebody makes me feel like, oh, if you just did this, so if you just lost a little bit of weight or, you know, you were interested in this or you wanted to go out more or whatever. And then you'd be like the perfect girl. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like five years ago, I would have been like, yes, I'll do it. Whatever you need, you know, but I'm, I'm older and wiser now. So yeah, and maybe part of, for me is, I mean, these people accepted me. Well, I mean, that second husband didn't, but the first husband accepted me as I was, but I could just tell that he had he had feelings about it, and maybe part of what I need to do is to say that's your problem. Yeah, I'm not fixing that. But but I felt I felt like it bled through and affected me. It felt instead of I, I wish what okay did he fit my perfect picture? Of course not. No, of course not. I there was lots of things I wish he did differently, but I I felt like that was my problem, not his problem, and I kept it to myself because why put it out there? Why put the disappointment out there? 
it's not, he can't do anything about it. He's not, I don't want him to change. So to me, I guess what I have a problem is, is when the person puts it out there, I don't know how to handle it. I wish I had, I wish I had better psychological skin that I could blow it off better. Or I wish I would be in a relationship with somebody who owned it better and then didn't put it in between us and make it a thing between us, just made it a personal, like, well, that's just me. I love them. I accept them. This is what, this is what comes with them. Because, you know, maybe it is that they're never going to make their bed. Oh, well, get over that. They're never going to make their bed. He never would hang up his towels. Oh, well, I, I hung them up. You know, I did like, I stopped talking about it. I just started doing it. So, but I feel like I'm so, this is the part that I feel bad about actually, is I feel like I get to the place where, because I've lived in a environment and a home life where I'm not quite always okay, that I t- pick people who are not quite always okay with me. And I really want to stop doing that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of see, so I kind of see it in two different ways. So there are things that you can compromise on Mm -hmm. such as hanging up your towels. Like you're a better woman than me. Cause I would have just fucking kicked them at it. (laughs) Pick up your own goddamn towels. I'm not here to pick up your socks. Like, nope, sorry. Oh, and right. I, and that's a, that's a different, you know, like generational thing, I think. Cause like, we I was just, we had fights about it and yeah. I was like, you know what, this is how I'm solving the fight. If it's a small behavior that can be changed, I think that, um, that doesn't hurt anything. Like, I don't think it, I don't think that hurts him in any way to be like, Hey, can you bend over and pick this up? Um, you know, but there's a difference between being like, change your personality, like change who you are at your core. So you're an introvert. You don't want to go hang out at the parties. Like you don't, you know, like maybe you can compromise and be like, I went, I stayed an extra 10 minutes, you know, but you can't change who you are versus changing like a small behavior. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Well, we had bigger fights. I mean, the relationship in the beginning, I don't know if I ever told you this was abusive. So we had, we had bigger problems than just towels. And so I, in fact, I, I just was recalling recently, he used to call me names and he called me names for for 15, 20 years of the marriage. So we'd get in these really nasty fights. And then I, next thing I know, I'm going to swear everybody warn you, I'd get called a fucking bitch. And, um, I, one time, I remember even where I was, this was such a pivotal moment. I remember the confrontation and I looked at him and I said, Brad, I don't understand why I can be a fucking bitch right now. And then in three hours from now, you're going to want to sleep with me. You don't don't fuck fucking bitches. Don't, don't. You either, you either get them out of your life or I can't be that. So which am I? Am I that or am I this? Please choose because you need to make a decision here. I'm not going to live as an inconsistency. And he just looked at me and his eyes got really wide. He goes, you're right. And he never did it again. Well, you know, that's a stand-up person. One, because you stood up for yourself and two, because you changed the behavior. Like when I was, um, I'm not even gonna say his name, but the last one would call me a fucking bitch all the time. And we would have conversation after conversation, be like, I will literally forgive whatever fight, whatever. Just don't call me names in the middle of it, especially where my children can hear you. Right. Nope, did it every time. In fact, I almost felt like did it more mm. after he realized how much it bothered me. Yeah, that's passive aggressiveness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. And I think that that's that that was why this relationship worked and why we were together and we would have made it all the way to the end if he'd not passed away. It was because 
there was one critical thing that he had that I think is pivotal that makes or breaks a relationship, he was willing to change. Maybe not on everything, but he was willing to at least look. His argument on the towel was, you knew I've never been a straight, clean person. I, it's not the way I'm wired. I don't want to do it. You took me as I am. It's just the way I come. So either it's your issue, not my issue. And I, you know, okay, I kind of see that. It is my issue. I did know that about you. And I am at, so that was why I thought, oh, well, whatever, I'll hang his towels up. But the name calling to me, that was a whole different, that was a whole different category. And it wasn't something I was going to forever put up with. Well, yeah, there are other ways. Well, okay. Like if I was dating a guy now and the towel thing was like that big of an issue, I'd be like, okay, we don't live together. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You come to yeah. my house, you pick <laughs> up your towels. I know. Okay? You can leave them all over your house, fucking hang them on the, like the shower, the cupboards. I don't care. That's your house. You come to my right, house, pick right. up towels. <laughs> well, and that's, that's where I get worried now. I don't know how you feel, but the more that I come to terms with myself and, and really respect myself, the more than there's things that I'm just not willing, like I am. Okay. Am I obsessive like your mom? Probably not, but I'll tell you I'm on the neat side. I, I really don't want to be in a messy house. That is important to me. So, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't pick somebody like that or we would live apart. We would live apart because I couldn't, I could, because I need my environment because, because of my autism, I need my environment straightened so that I feel like I can relax and have peace of mind. It's just something I personally need. So, I mean, I don't think anybody, I mean, I don't care what everybody else lives in. And it really doesn't bother me to walk in somebody else's house. Truly, it doesn't. It's just what I need to be able to unwind. But I worry now that maybe this is silly, but I worry the healthier I get, healthier I get, the less tolerant I am and the less concessions I'm willing to make. And then I <laughs> Will anyone ever love me as I am? I don't know, you know? We're never gonna find anyone because we're like healthy, secure women. <laughs> no guy wants a healthy girl, like really. Like, just all want, um, you know, a girl that they can fight with and then call her crazy and tell everyone that she's crazy. And like they don't, well-adjusted women aren't exactly at the top of the wish list, unfortunately. I'm worried about that. I am, I mean, isn't that a sad thing to be worried about? Like, oh man, am I, how attractive am I gonna be? I don't know. But you know what? Here's the other thing I'm discovering. It be is becoming less important. Less important to find, find someone? Somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I just put it in the same line of I'm curvy right now. I may lose weight, I may not who knows? I don't, but like, I put it in the same thing. So I think I'm cute. I think, well, I think I'm hot as shit and I'm getting healthy. And so if they like it, cool. If they don't, whatever. People attack me on TikTok and say, you know, when they don't like something I say and tell me that no one will ever, no wonder people leave me and no wonder I'm not in a relationship or no one will ever want. Let me tell you, if I wanted to be in bed with somebody, I could be every fucking single night. Seriously. I, <laughs> not that I don't have lots of offers. I have plenty of offers all See, the time. I'm going to guess that those commenters are mostly men. And I'm also going to guess that they don't realize as a woman, any woman, how easy it is to get somebody in your bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really is not I difficult. have a feeling that most of those men are probably under 18. <laughs> right? <laughs> Because I have a feeling they yell so I can't yell at my mom, mom, so I'm gonna yell at this bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, seriously, babe, I am. I, I, I mean, I get offers from every direction, it's not a problem. I can get, yeah, not a problem. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I've always found that funny 
that it's like, like, that's like the low blow, like the one thing, like you're in a fight or something with somebody or, you know, even comments online. It's like the low blow is like, nobody's going to ever want you. I got six people on my Tinder messages right now that want me exactly. today. Like, what are you talking exactly. about? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what, I mean, yeah, I know. I think is, do like, I want them? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. I know. Yeah, I was having a strange conversation with somebody that I didn't know, but, you know, he's a nice guy, found me on Instagram and let me know that he was more than happy to help out if I was interested. <laughs> and then I said, you know what, I'm, I'm a little overweight. And I always find that kind of intriguing. It was like, trust me, that's not a problem. <laughs> Like, okay, well, thanks for letting me know that. <laughs> my favorite ones are like on my Tinder profile when I matched with somebody and you know, very clearly says single mom, not looking for anything serious. I have full body pictures on there. So like it, you swiped, <laughs> like, there you go. Like, you know, everything. Yeah. Um, and so I got like the best comment ever. And he was like, single moms have the best cereal. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you also don't get to stay over, but we yeah, do. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Or I hear this one. I like thick thighs. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I've, I've, I've said this to you many times. It's more cushion for the push-in. Like, <laughs> legit. <laughs> no, yeah. it's so funny. I, I always feel really insecure about like, whatever. I've had two kids. I'm thick. Yeah. And I, the one thing I always get compliments on is my ass, like yeah. hands down, like whether it's as big as it is now or 20 pounds smaller, it's always, and I'm like, whatever. I, <laughs> like, do, too. I do too. And then I, yeah, even my last asshole, the husband told me that I had a nice ass. So see, um, yeah, I know. Yeah. So I find that surprising. Isn't that sad, Ashley? that you and I have grown up in a world that says that we need to be a hundred pounds. And if we're not, there's something wrong with us. And the reality is we're not a hundred pounds and yet we're not short of offers. There's plenty of offers. And so what, what in the world ever happened and how do we get our mindset changed? So we know that whatever we are, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we're beautiful just as we are. Hmm. Do, you, do you have some ideas or thoughts or how are you healing on this? Because it's, it's hard for me. Honestly, it's a hard place. Um, I just stopped caring about what other people think. <laughs> I mean, just as a whole, yeah. as a whole at this point, like there are some days where, okay, you might not be familiar with this song and you know, this is an explicit podcast, but there is a song called, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> that's a rap song um okay. that I uh tend to play very loudly in my car when I'm just kind of in that that attitude of like no I don't fuck with you it literally says like I don't give a fuck about you and I will scream that at the top of my lungs because that for some reason works for me and it's like I don't care I don't care so much so that like um the guy I was kind of seeing stood me up last night and I woke up, made coffee and put that song on. Cause I was like, I don't care. I did care. That's a lie. I did care. And it felt stupid. But after that, I was like, Nope, I don't care. Next one. Like, right. here we go. Like, right. I just don't. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Cause you know, you and I both have had this happen. I mean, my last guy that I went out for a date said all these right words and I want to see you again. You're perfect. This is one wonderful. We share these things in common, blah, 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 blah. And then the next morning he disappears and I'm basically ghosted. So it's, it's hard when people lie, you know, or mislead mm -hmm. or, but 
but it comes back to how do we keep our own equilibrium so those type, th types of things don't throw us and make us feel worse because otherwise otherwise dating is like painful i mean it's like this regular getting because you risk you take some you share something vulnerable you let invite them into your life maybe even invite them into your share your body and then now you have to deal with the fact that they may not have cared or were invested like you thought because frankly those things some of those things i only do with people supposedly who care so to find out that it was a lie that's very very painful for me i think that's kind of okay so i think that's kind of what's a little bit different about you and me is that early on i'm usually not invested that much mm, mm. um like so i went on a trip with the guy i was kind of seeing the one who stood me up mm -hmm. and was very clear we both want the same things casual see other people whatever so i was on this trip waiting for him to get there and messaging somebody else mm -hmm. gosh i sound like a hoe <laughs> Um, and, um, I was doing kind of a compare and contrast because one guy is older than me and, you know, very independent, has his own life. The other guy was like my age and messaged me like every 16 minutes. <laughs> and I after that. like, after like a whole day of messaging each other the next morning when other guy was there. So I wasn't messaging, you know, guy, no, number, guy two. number two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I woke up to a text message that said, I miss you. Mm. And we had never met in person. <laughs> like we spent like 24 hours texting each other. And like, I watched his Twitch stream or something. I watched him play video games. And I was like, mm, I don't know you. <laughs> like, how do you miss me? Like, what are you talking about? So I very politely was like, hey, I just think you're looking for a lot right now. Um, yeah, no, but I wasn't invested. So I was just like, okay, you can go. Now the guy number one, like we obviously, like we slept together and I would say even after that, I really wasn't that invested, but for some reason, like, I don't know, I got a little bit invested before he stood me up. And so it kind of hurt my feelings, but I still like, I just have the mantra of I'm a badass bitch and next, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that sounds really conceited. I don't honestly feel like I'm the best thing ever, but I tell myself that all the time because eventually I'll believe it. You know, it's just confidence building to me because otherwise I would wonder why didn't he come? Um, which I don't know, cause I didn't ask him. <laughs> I have, I'm not messaging him. So I don't know why he didn't come. I don't know if it had something to do with me, if it had to do with another girl, um, you know, if he's just not that into it anymore or whatever or life happened, could be life happened. Yeah. Life happened. And I don't want to second guess any of those things. So I'm just going to assume that if he wants me to know what happened, he'll message me. Other than that it has nothing to do with me. I'm a badass bitch. You should honestly carry, you should tell yourself that every day. You know, well, maybe not in those words, if those words don't appeal to you, but like, but how about this, Ashley? Cause I, I know what I would do now based upon who I've become today. What if he messages you later today and says, this is what happened, but he didn't bother to tell you in the moment. And it could have, you know, you could have, because you and I could have, we do when things are going wrong. I tell you, Hey, it's not going to work ahead of time. Right. You do the same for me. So will that change anything or will it not change anything for you? I know what it would for me, the fact that he didn't, it's done. 
thinking about this when um, I was trying to decide if I was going to message him or not today. I don't know what the etiquette is when you're not technically with somebody. Mm. Um, you know, cause like if it was a boyfriend, I would have been like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> would I have broken over, broken up with him over it? Probably not. If I was dating someone in the interest of getting into a relationship, it would be done. Yeah. But knowing that this is, we have discussed that this is casual. We don't want it to be a big deal. I don't know. That's I don't even know point. if I should be annoyed. I mean, I was, I was thoroughly fucking annoyed last night um, because I stayed up until like 1230 waiting for him to come over. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> but like, I just, yeah. Um, I think I'm done. It really depends on what the excuse is, if there is one, but I think that I'm done just because I have boundaries. I have limits. I feel like it was shitty because it takes 10 seconds to send a text message. Exactly. So yeah, that's where, that's where I go is, could you do this? Would you do this with a job? Yeah, you would. How long would yeah. it would have taken you to do that? Five seconds. Um, and what does it imply by not doing it? That her feelings or that my feelings didn't matter enough. Whoops. Well, that's not okay. Even if it's casual, even if it's, we're just, you know, we're agreeing this is just a hookup relationship or a, you know, convenient relationship or friends with benefit or whatever. I still mm -hmm. expect you to be sensitive to my feelings as if we we're going to go to a shopping or going to meet up for dinner or something. Seriously. You wouldn't yeah. just go to dinner and then not show and leave them hanging there. Right. You would say, Hey, I can't make it or something's come up or you know what? Something. I think for me, it's just a respect thing. Yeah. So when we had our little tryst where we, you know, we met up he's in Iowa. I was in Oklahoma at the time. We met up halfway. He thought that he might not be able to make it. Let me know like a day ahead of time. I was still going to go. So it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. um, this was literally like a three block drive. Yeah. It's okay. Like from like mid, or like, yeah, super small town. So, and yet couldn't message. I don't know if he just didn't want to cancel two nights in a row or whatever. I don't know, but I'm just like, it's disrespectful to me. Right. Right. Like it's you know, my time, which is my most valuable asset. Exactly. Um, and, and I think like the casual thing, there was two things that we set up boundaries with in our little whatever, um, to be honest with each other was the first one. And so if there was something like, he got a weird feeling or was worried about me being too invested or whatever, then he's already breaking his own rule. Right. By not saying what he's, you know, what he means. If he got busy or whatever, I totally understand that too. I just think to not, I mean, again, 10 seconds to set a text. Right. Because so. silence, to, silence to me is a form of dishonesty. Right. It's dishonesty by omission. I'm just not saying anything, but it's still, it still is. There's a change of plans and I failed to let you know, which it comes back to, but I'm a human and we just out of graciousness and respect to each other should be considerate. That, that's where I go to is a baseline consideration of, of things. And, and irregardless of there's what kind of feelings, it's just, just something I would do to anybody. I, no matter who they were, if they're a stranger and I made a commitment, I was going to show up. I'd still tell them that I wasn't going to be able to do it. I am like, 
the queen of cancellation sometimes I feel just <laughs> it's usually kid related but damn I cannot tell you how many times I've been like I have to cancel this and immediately send a message to somebody um like if my kid if I would have took my kid to the hospital last night I would have sent him a message yeah. so that he didn't come over to my house thinking I was there right right like I just don't, maybe it's a girl versus guy thing. I don't know, but like, it's common, like it's common decency. It's courtesy. Right. Like right. Who, how far is your head shoved up your own ass that you don't have to think about anybody else? Wow. wow. <laughs> Apparently my feelings are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I want to get back to that, but I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I really think that I don't care who you are, what sex you are that we should give each other the same kind of courtesy that we would give to a neighbor that we would give to a teacher to other plain people in our life if we would let them know there's been a change of plans we should let somebody know that we're seeing or want to see or think about seeing there's a change of plan we just it's just polite behavior it's hospitable behavior yeah when did it become acceptable to i don't know call your doctor and not and let your doctor know you're not going to show up for an appointment but to not do that to someone you're going on a date with yeah like somebody that well I mean he's seen me naked I I feel like I get a text right like exactly yeah no to me that's so just it it may have been an inadvertent and 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 not a voluntarily purposefully sent message but the message is that it didn't matter enough and that to me is we're done. I, I, I need to, yeah. because in the past I would have been okay. And to me, that's like, that's like accepting leftovers. I'm not going to accept anybody's emotional leftovers anymore. Yeah. I'm way too cute for that. I'm way <laughs> too important for that. Yeah. So uh, no, you need to say it with me, you are way too cute I'm way for too that. cute for that. I'm way too cute. Thank you. So here's the other thing is, I don't know if having sex with someone is possible to keeping it casual. How's that for controversial? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, because for one is your biology makes it work so that you get attached. It's just the way that it works. You know, you have this big o- oxytocin release that makes you feel all cuddly and warm. And then the prolactin <laughs> shifts and then you feel like you're bonding and blah, blah, you know, and then, so you end up feeling this it creates this, you know, from a psychological viewpoint, we get warned people about the pseudo intimacy that it creates because of the, the chemistry that's involved around the experience. And it is a very intimate experience. I mean, okay, I'm going to be really crude again, warning for anybody who wants to shut their ears. I wouldn't take a shit in front of a stranger. Why would I fuck a stranger? Because those are two very different things. Are they? Seriously? Yes. They are for me. I mean, if I don't want to pass gas in front of him, I probably shouldn't be fucking him. Uh, I'm still sticking with those are two very different things. So this is going to be a very lively podcast. <laughs> okay, so I definitely feel like it's possible um, because I do it, but... I also sometimes think that I might be just like, just a little dead inside. So, you know, but guys do it all the time. No, I know I'm told. they do. Guys do it all the time. Casual sex is casual sex. They do not um, catch feelings, fall in love, blah, 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 blah. So, are, I mean, if guys can do it, girls can do it, right? 
Yes, but are they selling out a piece of their soul for doing it? Are you calling me soulless? No, but I Thank think, you. No, I I'm think no, I know. And you know how much I love you. I love you so much. You know that. But I get worried that we we lose something in, in the Okay, maybe I'm coming at it from having a 31 year long marriage. Okay, that it's it's an ex for me it's an expression of feelings. Sex, okay. yes, I love I love having an orgasm. There's it's an amazing experience, but I love having an orgasm with somebody that I love. That is like the pinnacle of experience, and I don't really want to have that experience with people that I don't love because I don't really want them seeing that part of my soul. Frankly, I don't really. Oh, okay. It feels a little, I, I feel like I'm, I'm giving you a glimpse into a part of me that just is private and it should be shared for, which is why I got so mad about this last situation because mm -hmm. I, he led me on. He actually lied to me in order right. for this to happen because he knew that this was what it was. And he was gaming me. He knew this is what it had to happen. Right. He was and trying I to get in your pants. He got exactly. there and then he disappeared. Exactly. And it was saying all the things in order to do that, which to me, I'm sorry, you're a soulless bitch for doing that. You know, if you want yeah, casual, that's a real me. dick move. It is. Tell me it's casual and then we can agree to, you know, do it or not agree. But, but to tell me that it, I mean, for example, this guy, latest guy right now who's texting me, I said, I'm really looking for a long-time relationship. He goes, I, I'm not the person for that. I can respect that. High five. Awesome. Thank you for telling me that. Not that I was thinking of it anyway, because I don't know who the guy is, but, but at least he's admitting what he wants, you know? Yeah. Say you want something else in order just to get something. No, I don't respect you for that. Now you're on a different category. Yeah, no, that's sleazy and it's trashy and it's totally like taking advantage of somebody's vulnerability, but I, okay. So listening to you talk about sex, mm -hmm. I don't feel that way about sex. So I feel like sex is sex, physical intimacy, I guess, but there's no emotion to it. There is emotion to like making love to somebody that you really care about. To me, they're just two different things. Like so, the act is the same, but it's two different things. But do you tell the person, I love you. I'm making love to you. I, or, I, I don't know you. I wanted to say, how, how do you, in other words, how do you know when you're in one category versus the other category? Oh, well, I'm not making love to somebody unless we're in a committed relationship and we have been for a long time and I'm in love with them, which takes time. Cause I've only really been in love with like one person really legitimately only been in love with like one person. I've said it to like I don't know, five or six people, maybe probably more than that, actually. But like legitimately it was like, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person, one person that sex was different. But in the beginning, when we were just dating, we were just fucking like, it was just, like, we were because you, you don't know at that point, like you're lusting after them and you know, there's chemistry and you're, you know, you want to do it. So you do it, but you're not in love at that point. Right. I don't know. Right. They're just different. Yeah. Which is why I think it's totally possible to have casual sex and not catch feelings. I just think girls are really bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah. Like who's listening to this podcast? Ooh, man. Have I had casual sex? Yes, I have. And did I know it was casual? Yes, I did know it. And yes, I did keep my feelings out of it. And when it was over, it's like, okay, you can go now. So I do know what you're talking about. I do know. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
it's just not where I'm at nor how I want to really, I, I don't, I just don't. But that's also either. okay. You don't have to have casual sex. Exactly. We are not. Okay. So that's right. I'm not saying there's anything that you should or shouldn't. Do. I'm just saying for me, it's not where I'm at. Right. And, but I think that because it is such a big thing that's happening right now and whatever, I feel like some people feel pressured to mm. not be in a traditional relationship. Like, like in the same way that living in a small town where everybody's married, I feel pressured to be in a traditional relationship and I'm living an ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Mm, mm. You live in Austin, yeah. super liberal. People yeah, are probably of, ethically non-monogamous. Right. Yeah, they're everywhere. You know, right, you get right. your pansexuals and your demisexuals and you got us all. So you are looking for something that's more traditional. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Like, right, right. Do you, right, or do exactly. the people yeah. you want to do? Like, it's really that simple. Yeah, you're, and you're right. There's a lot of permission here. Enormous level of permission to be where wherever you're at, and everybody's okay with wherever you're at. They're okay with where I'm at. I'm okay with where they're at. We just sort of like you know respect each other. I feel like when you live in a really liberal area where you're like, there's lots of permission that people forget that there's also permission to be traditional. Yeah. You know, just because you live in somewhere where they accept all lifestyles doesn't mean you have to have an alternative lifestyle. It does not mean you need to be honing around. You can leave that for me. I'll tell you my <laughs> stories. <laughs> you get you to come visit or live here. Yeah, exactly. So I know, I know. I literally like I wanted to move south and I moved the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. So so when we come back to the topic of ethics, what do you what are your big takeaways on this? Oh. I mean, just be honest. It's really honest honesty and consideration for other people's feelings go a long fucking way, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's so. Oh, we said this in a podcast before. I mean, dudes specifically, dudes, because I date men and women, and I only see this behavior in dudes. The bar is so fucking low. Like all you do have to do is send a text message. Like it's not that difficult, right? It's like that that TikTok meme when they're like, "Oh, you're a you're a male who has their shit together. Show me your bed frame." Like, really, that's all it takes is they just have to not have a mattress on the floor? No. <laughs> I haven't killing me. Oh, it's hilarious. So if you see that they still have a mattress on the floor, should we run? Which Is that, <laughs> is that the warning? Because no. my, my ex was on a mattress on the floor. I didn't know that. He never let me see his apartment. Maybe that is a big red flag. Somebody who doesn't let you see their apartment has a problem. Well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was just totally off topic but I was not really off topic but because we're talking etiquette right they don't I like was, you to enjoy their life to see their apartment or meet your friends don't pursue them don't pursue. I them. was watching a murder makeup and mystery Monday video last night waiting for dude to text and um it was on Jeffrey Dahmer how <laughs> no, he wouldn't let people into his apartment and I was like yeah so if they don't let you into their apartment don't go there <laughs> right right it, Dahmer was probably because he couldn't contain the odors <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I'm a little dead in here. Someone died. <laughs> right. 
like oh my god there's there's a gal a 56 gallon drum in the corner of your <laughs> yeah, that's room. right right but in terms of my ex is like and you make that kind of money and you can't afford furniture hmm where's all is that, that a home is that a home decor choice like is it a choice <laughs> exactly. oh wow what does this mean that's not a good sign yeah. okay it sounds really i mean we'll probably have got if guys listen to this i don't know if they do um but there are going to be guys out there who are like i'm starting my life over or whatever i had an ex who <laughs> we broke up and he threw his mattress away because mm. he told me he's like that's the only place we were like we were together there i don't want those memories or whatever but we continued to sleep together and he had an air mattress on the floor. So not even like a real mattress. <laughs> but it was an air mattress. Listen, my autistic son keeps a household and has furniture. Not that hard. It's called go buy used <laughs> off Facebook marketplace. Not hard. I just, well, what, the point I was making is that he made a choice and he just hadn't picked out a bed booming business great guy yeah. um so no i'm not saying like technically right now i haven't bought a bed frame my mattress is on the floor Ooh. but like it's what that spells or what that means so like your ex had lived there for what at least a year and oh, still had bought any furniture yeah exactly so he doesn't want to no right that's a choice yeah he's living point. a transitory life he's not gonna be you know it makes it easier to move. It makes it easier. He to doesn't want to decorate his house because he wants to live in yours. Exactly. He's make, that's what my point. Easier to move in, <laughs> easier to move out. Yeah. So no, I mean, when it comes to like, I'm not, there's no judgment on those types of things unless it's really just like a choice. Cause then it's like, mm, you don't really care, but I don't know. My biggest pet peeves right now is just being honest yeah. and yeah. Communication, like just being communicating honestly like if I have to do it everyone's like oh you're really looking for something serious like no I'm not looking for anything serious I don't want you in my space like this is what I want I'm not compromising anymore right right and I ask that of the person that I'm with that's it right. and do you think by the way this is another to me a test do you think anybody of these people who don't communicate would put up with you not communicating <laughs> <laughs> No, no. But to me, it's, if it can't, if it's not okay for you, then why in the hell would it be okay for me? It's not. If that situation would have been reversed and he was sitting at his house waiting for me to get off work, knowing that I was supposed to come over, um, yeah, he would have been pissed. Any yeah. guy would have. Exactly. Like no text message, no nothing. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm thinking- Because you know, like- a guy's like running around trying to clean up his house. You know, right. he lives alone. So like, right. yeah, no. I'm thinking R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect. <laughs> Excuse me? Seriously, respect. I just watched an episode of The Office the other day and Michael Scott goes to spell that and he spells it wrong. <laughs> I was like, I, hope, I, I have trouble spelling one of my oddities. I hope I spelled that right. I think I'm I pretty sure he was like R-E-S-P-C-T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Okay. So we've covered communication, honesty. Yeah. You know, just respect, like, respect your um, average, you know, just like, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with a C. Courtesy. C courtesy, consideration. Yeah. yeah. Like decency. Like there's not a lot. Again, the bar is so fucking low, but like 
what else when it comes to like I mean just just general little things that make dating easier being clear what you want being upfront and clear be authentic if you say you want x stick it out and do x if you say what you want y then do y I mean don't mislead don't lie I, I that's that's where my story comes back is the the deception don't deceive people be be upfront just be upfront yeah and I'll add if you want out get out exactly not that hard exactly it's not that hard so I think those are the things that when I when I think of a beginning relationship, those are the basic tenets to me that are really important. You know, be be courteous, be respectful, communicate, and be honest. Yeah. Not really, like you said, the bar is pretty low. These are the things so that we give fucking... we give to our strangers, we give to our <laughs> family, we give to our employers. We should give it to the person that we're thinking about actually fucking you'd think we would right right like seriously i'm still going with the solid if you've seen her naked she deserves a text like exactly but honestly (laughs) even if you haven't like it's not that fucking difficult i just i don't understand what goes through their head i don't know either one of the last guys i saw during the summer he texted me and said hey i'm thinking about seeing you sometime i thought he just meant like sometime i didn't think he was Mm -hmm. meaning that that day I hear from him like a month later, oh, I'm sorry, something came up. And I said, that's okay. I never assumed you were coming. I mean, but but the fact that he did it, like, and bud, and you're never going to be allowed here ever again. Because yeah, if that's like, how you treated me and you let me off like that, <laughs> I'm nobody. Be clear. Be like, clear. do you know how many times I would have saved myself some heartache if I would have just been honest about what I wanted up front? Yeah. Do not tell somebody that you are looking for something casual if you are not. Exactly. Like, it's just that simple. Exactly. Exactly. Or vice versa. You know, don't tell somebody you want to be in a relationship when you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, say casual if it's casual. Say relationship if it's a relationship. Don't mislead. And you know why they do? I know the way they do. They could, they, they get more women that way. They know that they were on it. So I just, I'm looking for a hookup. More people would swipe left than right. And so they already know that the odds are against them. So they lie. But don't, don't. I don't respect you when you do that. And I definitely, but if you're, if you're a girl and you're looking to have like 600 matches on Tinder, just say, I'm only looking for something casual. Cause I have so many matches. I don't even respond to messages anymore. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That's really incredible. Well, this has been fun to talk about, Ashley. This has been, wow. I know I, I got a little heated. I'm, I'm interested. It is interesting to me to be talking because so I've only talked about like past things. This is the first time I'm like venting on the podcast about like something that's actually real time happening. Like I real time sent him a message during the podcast. (laughs) Guess what? Reddit didn't respond. Oh, oh man. Oh, wow. That book's closed. That yeah, definitely. Well, that and that brings me to something. I would love for those who are watching, leave us a comment. Tell us about your story. What have you gone through? You know, definitely subscribe and like. But but more than that, I want to hear how what your experience has been and what have been your etiquette baseline. You know, drop dead things that you require. What have been the red flags that you've seen? And we should, by the way, do another one on red flags. That would be an awesome topic. To oh, talk we about. will. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> Please like, comment, and let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, I really want to know. I want to know what other people's, what they would call, okay, so a couple things. What they would call basic date etiquette. Because um, I'm always wondering, like, um, 
the whole like the guy pays thing because like I pay quite often mm-hmm. or I'll pay like if we get dinner and drinks I'll pay for drinks yeah that's a dinner in ages my my men group wouldn't do that they always pay they don't want me to pay they'd be upset with me to pay see a lot of times I just don't give them a choice oh oh well so. that. but but some of them you'll insult by the way you actually will insult them doing that well, I'm just saying if they get insulted by that, then that one's not for me. Yeah, but that's a gender <laughs> difference. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, not a gender difference, but a generational difference. Yeah, but I am in that like fun stage in my 30s where I can date the guy in their 20s or I can date the guy in their 40s. So yeah. I should probably know. Yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> mid, mid 40s and up, you're going to find that they're not going to want you to do that. Mm. So, just FYI. Well, the last one's almost 50 and he let me paid, but then he called me a sugar mama. So see, that's to me another, well, let's, let's save that for red flags. Oh my God. Is that a red flag? I think so. That he called me a sugar mama or that he let yeah, me pay? Both, both, honestly, both for him, his age. Yeah, sure. Oh my God. We I'm, need to, we need to, I cannot that. wait for this red flag episode now. Yes, we, no, 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 we really need to talk about I'm like sure shit. That- I'm sure you're seeing red flags with me. Like, Carrie, why did you do that? And I, I all no- the time. Oh yeah. See all the time. <laughs> I knew but that. But not in a way where I'm like, like, I, I don't know. Like I should be telling you, like, right. like I don't see, like, I see yellow flags. Yeah. Yeah. That's yellow how I ones. feel about you. Actually to me, honestly, actually, this was a yellow flag too. This for me wasn't one that I would say, oh, I'm really worried about her. If I was, I promise you, I'd tell you. Oh, same here. Yeah. Same here. And for all of those um, of you listening, um, if you see some red flags, feel free to leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I'm really glad we talked about this today. Yeah, me too. Well, guys, thank you for listening to the Girl Get Your Shit Together podcast. Um no promises that we'll ever actually get our shit together, but you know, <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye guys. Mm-hmm.